0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. When we are in a real crisis, when we face severe challenges in life, we find out who our friends really are. They're the ones that stay with us, even at the cost of sacrifice. They make time for us. They have patience, they listen, and they don't judge us. They are people who we trust. And so we are very fortunate to have those individuals in our life. Well, we're also fortunate to have God in our life. We're fortunate to have faith and a relationship with Christ. We know that God will never disappoint us. Because we have faith. And such a faith is a gift from God, which compels us to grow that faith while we mature as an individual. Now, all three scripture readings for this weekend, they speak about faith. Go to that first reading. Here we have the prophet Habakkuk. The setting is one in which Jerusalem is being besieged by the Babylonians. Now, the Babylonians have invaded the country of Israel, and they've swept through the entire country. They've essentially sacked and leveled every town and city. Now, Jerusalem is the last city to stand, and it's also the capital city of the whole country of Israel. The Babylonians have surrounded Jerusalem, and it's only a matter of time before it falls. And eventually, it will. The Babylonians will destroy Jerusalem. They'll loot the temple, and then they'll carry away the Israelites to live as slaves in Babylon, which is present-day Iraq. But before any of that stuff happens, Habakkuk tries to console them. He tells them to trust and have faith in God. Notice what he says in the first reading. The just one, because of their faith, shall live. So then it begs the question, what is really besieging us? Or what has overwhelmed us at some point in time in our life? When we felt completely overwhelmed, we felt ready to give up. We just couldn't go on. Well, maybe it was an unexpected diagnosis. Maybe the deterioration of a loved one we're caring for. Or maybe the struggle with a chronic illness, chronic pain, you know, diabetes, depression, anxiety. Like Habakkuk, we say, How long, Lord? I don't know if I can go on with this. Or maybe the challenges come in the form of strained relationships with children, parents, maybe even a spouse. Or maybe just the challenges of our economy. You know, We're all essentially suffering from this terrible inflation. Or we look out into our country and we see our country deteriorating over the past few years. And so there are moments which we feel that we're ready to give up. But remember those words of Habakkuk, the just person, because of their faith, shall live. Now, why is faith so important? Because faith in our Lord helps us to persevere through the struggles that we have in life. Faith gives us hope, and a hope in which we will experience deliverance. We will be delivered from the challenges and the struggles in our life. Turn to Psalm 95. It says, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God. We are his people, he shepherds. The flock he guides. See, that is true faith. Now, turn to that second reading from Paul's letter to Timothy. That reading builds upon the first reading. But this second reading from Paul to Timothy, essentially it tells us about faith at a very personal level, one-on-one. Paul sends this message of faith to Timothy, but also to us. Now, Paul writes this letter of encouragement to Timothy because Timothy is struggling right now in his faith. Now, what's so interesting about this letter Paul is writing this letter while sitting in a prison in Rome, awaiting his own execution. Instead of being overwrought with anxiety, with his impending death, he doesn't care about that. He's more concerned about Timothy. Now, we have to understand the history with Timothy and Paul. Paul essentially recruited Timothy into Christianity. Paul Baptized Timothy, he confirmed him and ordained him. And so Timothy was Paul's protege. Paul was more or less a mentor, even like a father like figure for Timothy. Everything that Timothy knew about Christianity, he learned from Paul, from being with Paul for many, many years. And in fact, it was Paul that commissioned Timothy to go to his first Christian community and be the leader there. Now, Paul found out Timothy was having a difficult time as the leader. And it had nothing to do with his teaching or his preaching. That was all fine. And it had everything to do with Timothy's age. He was a young man. Now, remember, in the ancient world, it was governed by a patriarchal society. Older men were respected and thought of as wise. They were looked up to. Now, Timothy is a young man, and therefore, the people in that community, they just don't accept him as a leader. So, Paul writes this letter to encourage him. Now, notice what he says, and this is a good advice for us, too. He says, guard the rich deposit of faith with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells within you. Well, here, Paul is referencing our baptism and confirmation the installation of the Holy Spirit upon us. And so Paul is telling us to trust in the presence of the Holy Spirit in us and also to call upon the power of the Holy Spirit to sustain us in the midst of our struggles. Now, with that in mind, go to the gospel. Now, what's so nice about these readings for this weekend, each one builds upon the other. The gospel is kind of like the roof, that finishes off the house. Now, the gospel speaks about faith, but it also speaks about increasing or strengthening our faith. How does it begin? The apostles approach Jesus and they say, increase our faith. Now, most people in this world, I think, believe in God or a superior power, but real faith goes way beyond that. Real faith looks like something it looks like the person that says I turn my life over to God. Now often I give that statement your life is not about you. Your wants, your desires, your plans, your pleasure, your fun, your goals and everything else takes a back seat to you. No. Instead, you know, faith looks like something. It looks like the person saying My life is about me in relationship to God and living out that relationship to the best of my abilities each and every day of my life. See, what we have to understand, we are part of God's great design. We believe it and then we act upon it. That's what it really means to have faith. Now notice how Jesus responds to the apostles. He says, If your faith is the size of a mustard seed, Well, Jesus now is referring to us. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's one of the tiniest seeds you've ever seen in your life. Well, that's us. How does our faith begin? When we were baptized, most of us as infants. And yet, that little seed of faith just didn't stay like that. Our parents taught us the faith, even the very basics, like how to sign ourselves with a cross, how to pray. You know, the prayer for meals, grace, or the Our Father, the Hail Mary. And as we grew older and older, that tiny little seed of faith grew larger and larger. See, that's why we're constantly promoting lifelong faith formation. You know, throughout our entire life, we must constantly growing in the knowledge of our faith. As I've said before, faith won't grow if you don't want to know. Well, when we operate from that perspective, we can honestly say, I turn my life over to God. I believe it and I act upon it. And see, the more we surrender to God, the more our faith increases, it gets stronger, and the more we're able to do good things in this world. Paul puts it best in Ephesians 3. He says, we have a power already at work in us that can do infinitely more than we could ever imagine. See, that's faith. Now, when we're talking about faith, we're not talking about our surrender of our intellect or our reason. No. Instead, we're talking about a confident trust in the power of God, such that I know my life belongs to God. And the more I surrender to God, the more my faith will grow and become stronger. And the more I'm able to do good things in this world on behalf of God. I'll give you a great example of this. Mother Teresa. Now, I don't know if you know or not, but before Mother Teresa established her order, she essentially worked as a schoolteacher. In fact, she had a very comfortable life as a schoolteacher. And yet, she set that life aside. And she surrendered to God. And with faith in an attitude of trust, in 1950, she started her order, the Missionaries of Charity. Then she moved to some of the worst slums in the entire world, Calcutta, to minister to the poor and begin her order. Now, she did it with just herself and maybe just a few, few nuns that she recruited. See, that's the mustard seed that Jesus is talking about. And now, 70 years later, her order covers the whole world. In fact, her order is working in 133 countries around the world, and she has 4,500 nuns working in her order. And so, where did her order originally come from? From that tiny mustard seed of the faith of that one woman, Mother Teresa. She trusted in the Lord and she acted upon it. See, that's what faith is all about. Faith is about surrendering to the power of God. We believe it and then we act upon it. And the more we surrender, the more our faith becomes stronger and we're able to do good things in this world. And just like Mother Teresa, we trust in the Lord now and always. And may the grace and the peace. Of Jesus Christ, rest upon you always.